Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, how much do you make a year? Now, how much do you spend a year? When we talk about state budgets, it can be hard to think about them in real terms, which is why we are phoning a friend. Today, we're with friend of the pod, Stephen Caruso, to talk about the governor's new budget proposal worth a staggering $48.3 billion. It's Monday, February 12th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. Hey, Stephen. Welcome back to CityCast Pittsburgh. Hi, Megan. Thanks for having me. Friend of a pod. It it feels like an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you qualify. You've been on a few times. And CityCast Philly, which is great. I love that you're getting love on both sides of the state. <laughs> I, I I love the whole Commonwealth. What can I say? <laughs> so you cover the Capitol for Spotlight PA. And of course, you attended the budget address last week. If you had to pick like one line that sums up Governor Josh Shapiro's approach to this whole budget thing, what do you think it would be? Well, there's an obvious answer, which is his uh, refrain of get shit done. I can't remember how he put it, but there's no honor in saving money when we're sitting on fourteen billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's he had a he had a long wish list this year. Um, for folks who aren't capital watchers, can you kind of give us like a top level summary, like what this thing covers, how it works, when it gets done, ideally? Yeah. So the governor just delivered his budget address on Tuesday. Uh, that's his opening offer, and like any good negotiation, you know, you make a big offer at the start and you see what the other people say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the governor is dealing with a Democratic House and a Republican Senate, so both parties are going to have a say. I think it's also fair to note that just, you know, what Josh Pirro says and what House Democrats are going to want and vice versa. But, you know, they're on the same team. Um, Now, what's going to happen is there's going to be budget hearings where both of the House and Senate are going to say what they like about this. They're going to, you know, say what they don't like about this. They're going to posture and preem and just talk about everything. (laughs) Uh, And then that will be uh, joined by private backdoor conversations I won't be privy to and only a handful of people will be privy to that will go on basically all the way until June. Uh, we'll be lucky to hear anything until maybe like late May, early June. And, and and then at the last minute, a budget plan usually bursts forth like Athena from Zeus's forehead and maybe <laughs> we'll get something or maybe they'll just blow past the deadline because no one can agree to anything. But they need it done by June 30th. June 30th is always the goal. I feel like Pennsylvania very rarely meets the goal. Yeah, no, they. I mean, they've been getting better. Uh, we had a ton of budget impasses in Tom Wolf's first term. They got better because there was money coming in. But now we're starting to get back to not a lot of money's coming in and there's a lot of needs. Let's talk about some of that money. Forty eight plus billion dollars. Governor Shapiro talked a lot about all of the money he's going to spend. I was kind of blown away listening to the whole thing. It's like an hour and 40 minutes total. Um but not a ton about how he's going to pay for it. What's your take? Like, can we actually do some of this stuff? I know we have a surplus. Like, that's good. But it, is it enough for like several years in a row? You, you hit on the exact right question there. There is enough for what Shapiro is proposing for this year. 
I think there's no way to debate that. Uh, the state is sitting on $14 billion right now. This has been built up basically since 2020. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of money. Imagine you looked at your bank account and saw that. But yeah, the state is sitting on $14 billion and that has been built up over the course of the pandemic because of enhanced federal aid to states yeah. and also the fact that more tax revenue is coming in from people spending way more money than anyone expected due to the stimulus checks. Um, so that meant the state has a nest egg. Mm-hmm. The issue is more of this is like our savings account there. It's not getting replenished every year. Our revenues right now are right on target with what we thought. So you can put down, uh, you know, two billion new dollars in education like the governor wants uh, this year. But can you do it the year after that? Can you do it the year after that? Can you do it the year after that? And that's what schools need. Uh, And we can get more into the politics and the policy behind that. But that's kind of what we're dealing with, like. Could the could we afford the governor's plan in 2024? Yes. What about 2025? What about 2026? What about 2027? I'm going to shake my magic eight ball and say outcome looks unlikely. I mean, if we didn't spend any new money, like if this whole wish list just didn't happen and we just kind of stayed the course, when would we spend down that 14 billion? Does anybody know? Um, that, I mean, if, if you had no new spending, it probably would last a little bit longer. But eventually you're going to spend that down. I mean, the problem is the Commonwealth just kind of has a structural deficit. We don't bring in as much revenue as we need to cover our costs. Uh, and that's just because of like lots of spending on um, on programs for the elderly, for our aging population, uh, you know, Medicaid, like these things that we have to pay for. And, yeah. and I want to give credit to like, you know, the point that Democrats in, have been making, House Democrats and now Josh Shapiro, uh, is that, you know, if we spend smart, if we spend on making our education system better, on our making our higher education system better, on, you know, transit, on this, on that, you might keep people here and we'll expand our tax base and we'll, you know, draw more business here. That's the goal. It's kind of Keynesianism 101, you know, spend money to make money. Um, and, you know, that just runs up against Republicans who look ahead and and their goal is always to keep spending down because they don't want to have to deal with the political consequences of supporting a tax uh, a tax hike or deal with the political consequences of cutting spending on necessary programs because there's not a lot of you know there's there's a lot of stuff in the budget is there is there fat that could be trimmed maybe but you know fat to be trimmed for one person is another group's uh, you know vital service exactly. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, before we get into kind of the nitty gritty of that wish list, how in the intervening days maybe have folks received the budget? Because, you know, there's the fanfare Mm -hmm. on the day, lots of applause, lots of like self-congratulation. Like it's it's like a state of the union on the federal level, if you've ever watched one of those. Uh, But that doesn't mean people have been talking nice about it after the fact. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, well, I would say the the it's been about what you'd expect. Um, I can't speak for every advocacy group under the sun, but I can tell you in the Capitol, legislative Democrats loved it. Uh, they called it bold. Um, they said it was a spending plan they could get behind. Um, you know, I think I, I note that in particular because last year, uh, Shapiro didn't mention his budget address, but the budget negotiations were basically blown up because he, at the last minute, backed uh, school vouchers. So that's public money for kids to go to private schools. And that that's right. Yeah. And that was wildly unpopular, uh, wildly unpopular with legislative Democrats, at least. I can't speak for the statewide polling. Yeah. His own party, which that was the unique thing is that his own party was very upset about it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And so that that blew up everything. And then he had to backtrack. And then we ended up with not a budget until December. So compared to last year, this year, Democrats loved it uh, in, in particular. And Republicans? 
Republicans this uh, this year are, uh, I think, Senate President Pro Tempore Kim Ward, the most the top Republican in the state Senate. You know, she even said, you know, well, last year looks kind of moderate, but this year just looks like a, uh, I think she called it an audition for his DNC speech, uh, which, you know, I think maybe hit the nail on the head a little bit too much. I mean, it's like a it's a not a, it's not low key. It's like a straight up way of accusing someone of having an office to run for a bigger one. I got nothing. Uh, but I will simply say too, Kim Ward also said that, you know, the budget was rainbows and unicorns. They mm-hmm. brought up issues with just the total spending because like basically, you know, we said there's 14 billion dollars. Shapiro has admitted he needs to spend down some of that to balance his budget and get the new programs out. I leave the state with 11 billion dollars, uh, which is still a lot of money. But as we noted, you keep going forward with these programs, you know, year after year after year. We're also trying to increase education spending and fund everything he wants to do. That $11 billion is going to go real, real fast. Hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy, whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CityCast, all one word, for $5 off. So let's get into some of Josh Shapiro's specific priorities. He talked a lot about social spending. From your vantage point, what is he like most excited to maybe spend money on in the next year? I mean, the the thing you have, the place you have to start is education spending, particularly K through 12 education spending. A year ago, almost exactly, a state appeals court ruled that Pennsylvania was unconstitutionally underfunding poor school districts. Um, these are rural districts, urban districts all across the state uh, that basically just weren't getting enough dollars from the state to afford to give kids the education that they deserve under the state constitution, which mandates that they have an efficient education. So, um, Fixing that issue is very much an item of debate. The court ruling itself was kind of quiet on if you do that through more funding or if you do that through reforms. It said the, I believe, to quote verbatim, the the, uh, the possibilities are nearly endless. Yeah, yeah. They ordered that we needed to fix it, but not how we had to do it. Exactly. What a great ruling. Uh, but, I, you know, this is something that I think everybody has agreed needs to be done. This is an issue that everybody wants to talk about. Uh, you know, education is our future, education is our children. Democrats have focused on putting more money into education. Uh, Republicans have focused on systemic changes to the education system. Uh, You know, Shapiro came out in this budget address uh, and basically said, sided hard with let's spend more money. He proposed about a billion dollars directly to school districts. Mm -hmm. Uh, That money would, the lion's share of it, about uh, almost 870 a million of those dollars would go to school districts that are not adequately funded. He left how to define that up to the legislature. So I'm sorry to say I only have really questions to give your listeners rather than answers. But the general idea is that's money that's earmarked for the districts that are struggling right now, uh, as the Commonwealth Court put it. 
And then also, though, there's more that is in this budget for mental health to get let out of schools to uh, for school safety. Uh, there's even a, an allocation. It's a very small one in the grand scheme of things, but to provide free menstrual products to students as long as they're in schools. Yeah, there was a, a huge section of like extra add ons. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how to phrase it of like construction, security, safety, teacher recruitment, stipends for student teachers. It was just like a lot of things lumped into one big some. Mm-hmm. And look, I think that is all part of the equation. Uh, if you look at So as I said, there was this court ruling. The legislature then basically set up a commission of lawmakers to study this issue, hold hearings across the state and write a final report. That report was released along near party lines um, in uh, last month. And it was approved by Shapiro's own administration officials who sat on the commission. And it mentioned, you know, it put this hard number of like, you know, $5.4 billion going directly to poor school districts. But that was on top of a bunch of numbers that, you know, it just kind of threw out that like, we need to work on teacher recruitment. We need to provide more wraparound services to students. We need to get let out of schools. We need to also help, you know, schools build new schools. Uh, if, you know, some schools are like school buildings might have been built in the during the Great Depression. So or the one that's been is... making headlines lately is just like all these schools in Pennsylvania that weren't built with air conditioners because that you didn't used to be so ne- necessary and now it is. Exactly. So all of this adds up. There's no way around it. Uh, and especially to meet the needs of this court ruling and, and to make the vision of public education that Democrats see, you know, it's going to cost money. And, you know, we haven't even gotten into higher education. This is OK through 12. Yeah. Higher ed. He had this whole three part plan as briefly as you can. Can you kind of walk us through that? Basically, it's combine our state system, uh, the Pashi schools with the community colleges um, under a central governance structure, make them cooperate more, make them cooperate with workforce development, lower their costs, provide more money for scholarships so that um, in-state students under a certain uh, household income get tuition for just a thousand dollars a year. And then also thousand um, dollars a semester. A, a, excuse me. Thank you. A thousand dollars a semester. And then um, there's also this element to we have the state related schools. You maybe have heard me talk about on previous podcasts. They were political football. He wants to get rid of that by only giving the four state related Pitt, Penn State, Lincoln and Temple their dollars through a formula that like looks at their performance, how well they're giving out degrees and such. Uh, so. All of that combined is a higher ed plan that'll cost, I believe, about uh, $450 million uh, total. So that's on top of the $1.8 million that he wants to give the K through 12. It's a lot of money. It adds up mm-hmm. quickly. You can see why I'm focusing on maybe we can afford this year, but what do you do in the subsequent years? Well, it also seems like the kind of thing that would require a whole lot of consensus to get all of those things, like even just com- the first part, combining the PASHI system with community colleges. Like, do they want that? Do they want to be on the same team? Yeah, you know, and I think that's also that's a great point. Every every budget negotiation requires getting a lot of people on board with you. So far, I think I've mostly seen positive comments from everyone that won't have the conversation. But the devil is always in the details, <laughs> whether it's going to be this higher ed plan, this education plan, his plan for public transit, his plan for insurance, his plans for housing, all of them. I mean, that's what a budget is. It's consensus building. And, you know, right now, I think there's a lot of people who want to listen, but the magic is how you get to June 30 and get everyone to vote for it. Totally. Um, and then I think maybe maybe among the more pie in the sky ideals um, on Shapiro's wish list, mm-hmm. raising the minimum wage to $15 and legalizing recreational cannabis. What are the odds of either? Yeah. Uh, look, I, 
that all comes down to compromise. And as your listeners might know from having listened to me yap previously, uh, the General Assembly occasionally has had trouble coming to compromise. Uh, That's why we had a budget impasse. Uh, They did come to a conclusion, though. Took them six months, but they did. I say all of that, like, can everyone come to an agreement? Uh, Minimum wage, this uh, Senate Majority Leader Joe Pittman has said, we're willing to compromise on this. It just has to be the right number. That sounds like maybe we'll come up, but it ain't going to be 15. I think that's a good read. I mean, I'll also tell you, Democrats say, well, they want to compromise. Like, if they say they want to compromise, then they should come to us with a compromise. It's kind of at the like uh, uh, schoolyard, you won't do it. Yeah, huh? No, you won't do it. Yeah, huh? You won't do it. Like, that's kind of where we're at a little <laughs> bit. Uh, and and so, like, minimum wage, you know, I'll, I'll believe it when I hear chatter about it. And when it comes to legalizing marijuana, same thing. That's been an issue that's been talked about for decades, in particular, recently, uh, now Senator John Fetterman championed it when he was the lieutenant governor. Um, it would get there have been so many surveys and other things like polling the Pennsylvania populace asking, like, would you be OK with this? No, granted, done by parties that want to see it done. Mm-hmm. But like, the overwhelmingly the state of Pennsylvania, like at least the voters are in favor of it. Yeah, you know, it, it is popular nationally. It's popular in Pennsylvania. Um, but, you know, same thing. Getting to consensus is hard. I mean, I will say this is an issue that has a lot of uh, stakeholders to use the Harrisburg parlance. So, you know, look, you got a cannabis industry is already here. We've had uh, legalized uh medical marijuana since 2016. Uh, You know, consumers are going to want to have a say. Law enforcement is going to want to have a say. It's also very important uh, for the Democrats to control the state house that any legalization bill has equity provisions built in, expunging the records of folks who, you know, have a marijuana conviction on it, on, on their record, or, you know, making sure that the industry is open to folks who want to join it if they're from a black community, a brown community, and, you know, maybe, and, and you know, that they have an opportunity to get in. It isn't just a monopoly. So that's a lot of balancing you have to do. Um, you know, Shapiro pitched it to try and get, a, the hope is like $250 million in tax revenue once industry's really going, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, because that's that's the th- the linchpin here is that we're not just saying we want to do it for the heck of it. We're saying we want to do it because we want to tax it and use that to fund all these programs we're talking about. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and I think that's where it's important to note, like the $250 million, if, you know, listeners will probably closely, yeah, closely notice that we've been talking in the billions with B when it comes to education spending. And, and you know, that's to be sustained uh, versus $250 million a year for, for weed. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing that struck me just in listening to the address is that it, he didn't actually like outline a plan in like, you know, in those terms. It seemed like it was more like I want to tell you that I want this done. Mm-hmm. And then the budget itself actually assumes that it is by January of 2025. And like Pennsylvania just doesn't move that fast. Or does it? Like, is this is this possible? Well, remember what I said about budget deadlines. They act like college kids. They cram at the very last minute and then give us something. So I would say what I'm preparing for is either them to do nothing uh, because they flail past the deadline like they did last year or they have in previous years. Or uh, mm-hmm. I will be up at on June 29th at about one in the morning trying to quickly read a like 300 page legalization bill. Uh, and if that happens, you can save that audio because I will have called it. <laughs> um, well, so this budget address is just sort of the beginning of the conversation. The deadline is, of course, June 30th. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much. Uh, We really appreciate it. And we'll be watching your work. Thank you. I'm happy to talk about it. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking what you hear, please let us know. You can always call us, leave us a voicemail. We're never going to pick up at 412-212-8893, or you can text us. Uh, You can also become a member of CityCast Pittsburgh. Give us a try. We're membership.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. Yeah, I mean, it, eleven billion sounds like a lot of money to say that it can go really fast. You know what I mean? Look, man, state governments just operate on a different level than us. They're built different.